Is this the last next season? It is. Oh, God. I know. <laughs> the reckoning is, is soon to be upon us in a Look, year. Look, <laughs> I, I honestly think I need a break before the Disney ones. Nah. We may have a episode or two of us doing actually good shows from around this time. Whoa, 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 whoa. No. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. We gotta stick no. to our brand, brother. <laughs> Wrong. Okay, we can do more episodes of the Big Bong. No, 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 no. Okay, we can do good shows. That's what I fucking thought. Are you, are you, are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna Whatever. Be happy. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where three 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. I can't wait to talk about the Big Bang Theory again. <laughs> no, and Jim. <laughs> Live to choice by Respond! Today, we cover episode 40, part one of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. In episode 40... Part one's title is Doug's Math Problem. Math is hard, you guys. <laughs> this one sucks, man. <laughs> I hate the hate of this episode. I know, but welcome everyone to season four of Doug. It's the last Nickelodeon season. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, and easily the weakest kickoff to a season they've done yet. Yeah. I, I think they must have like contract changed the contract or something. Like Things are different in this episode. Um, this episode wasted my time so fucking hard, even for like a children's cartoon, because the, even uh, this this whole thing is nothing happens. <laughs> he tries to open a letter. That's like all of it. <laughs> There's all this weird filler, too, that just absolutely goes nowhere. Yeah. There's a bunch of like new things introduced in this one. Maybe they're trying to like set up stuff for later in the season. They're like, hey, this is a new thing we're gonna try this season, but it's it's all like it feels strange and unnecessary. Yeah, the entire episode is filler. You could tell this story in two minutes. Uh-huh. Yeah. You could tell the story in one minute, honestly. What does yeah. Doug do in this episode? He doesn't actually do anything. Well, but he never he really tries does. To, yeah, he actually tries to accomplish something. It's just that, again, the moral is that nothing that he did mattered. Right. This one is, is more egregious than the normal ones. <laughs> this is true. Mostly because normally he's trying to do something and he fails at that one thing and then it turns out it's fine. This one he tries like 18 different things, all of which fail in slightly different ways. Look, maybe they, as the beginning of a new season, maybe they need to, like, remind the viewer base who's been away for, I don't know, eight months or however long they take a break between seasons. Uh, they need to remind them of the core values of Doug, which is nothing matters, nothing happens, and Doug doesn't do anything, right? And it all works out in the end. Hooray! And the only interesting people in the world are the people who aren't Doug. Oh, right, this, right, right. this one also features, I think this is the first time his parents have said, we love you, Doug. Yeah, yes. I think this might be the first episode, season four, baby. I really think that they like got feedback, right? That they got feedback <laughs> from us. Yes. Well, no, I mean, I think they got it from their user base, like people who like ostensibly like the show, where they're just like, dude, his parents like don't give a fuck. <laughs> the funny five, right? Doug. The funny five. The funny five. <laughs> right. I'm supposed to have some kind of affection for you. I guess. <laughs> 
If you force my hand, I guess. They uh, In this season, they closed the hotel, so his parents had to move back in. Oh, no. Yeah, Tragedy. maybe that's it. Maybe the hotel became under new management and they couldn't afford it anymore. Maybe it's like being sprayed for bugs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Getting fumigated. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's begin this one. So it begins in class. And it's math test day, it says on the board. And while we pan across the board, Wingo is just, like, writing multiplication problems on the board, even though everyone's taking a math test, right? We're not sure why she does this. She's practicing. She's practicing math. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, maybe she's also being tested. It's like, can you still draw multiplication problems on the board, even while people aren't paying attention? I don't know, man. But it pans across the class, and it shows that Roger is immediately starting to cheat by he has taped a mirror onto a ruler in order to stare at Patty's test right behind him. Alpha mindset. (laughs) This is also the most obvious cheating technique known to mankind is immediately caught. Okay, dumb little character establishing gag. But he doesn't get in trouble. Like... Wingo stares at him and's like, Roger, why would you do that? And he's like, I, oh, I'm not doing anything. But she doesn't, like, take his test away. She doesn't, like, make him do a new one. It's just like, oh. She respects the hustle. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> also, let's be real. Cheating off somebody else for this particular math test, good luck to you, buddy. Well, you mean because of what's written on it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the math test is two questions long. <laughs> And the text is insane gibberish and has nothing to do with what Doug actually says the question is. Yes. I solved this problem so easily. I just conquered this math test for children. Oh, my God. You're so smart, Sam. I know. H12 <laughs> slash 21, 11, 200, comma, 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 KPH 1111111121-1125. It goes on like that for a paragraph. And then Doug has in the section marked answer... Doug has drawn a train. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's For right. No reason. He's right. And and in the and in the answer to the second question, which I couldn't even read anything about it, he draws a picture of Patty. Creepy. <laughs> like, imagine handing this in to your teacher, and there's just a picture of the girl who sits in front of you. <laughs> and I believe this is everything is in order now. Uh can I please go to recess? Can I please <laughs> yeah. see the school counselor? <laughs> Mr. Slack. I'm having an accident. (laughs) Dig down deep, deep, deep and grab onto Yancey. Oh, God. Also, I thought originally this was evidence for our theory that Doug cannot read because, of course, we've all assumed this for some time. But then Doug, who's busy freaking out over this, turns and looks over at Chalky and full props to the animators on this one. Also, my brain hurts. Remember that string of gibberish I just said? That's also written on Chalky's test. Well, I, I think it's because we're seeing the world through Doug's eyes, right? And so Doug sees gibberish, whereas everyone else sees actual words. But he words. sees the same gibberish on Chalky's, which means that one, like, backing out of the bit briefly, <laughs> think about What's the fact <laughs> that the animators had to not only when they arbitrarily drew all that bullshit for the test, they then went through and made sure that that same bullshit was on Chalky's paper upside down and backwards. That's a good point. That's 
wild effort when they could have just, you know, <laughs> written the question they established that it was. Yeah, and it's like a different perspective. So it's not like they could have just copy pasted it or whatever. Like it's 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 drawn at a different angle. So wow, that's commitment to the bit. Shit. Yeah, there's also like they could have also done the thing that I just remember seeing this on uh in some of everybody's favorite Japanese cartoons for placeholder text in something that's supposed to be English. They'll just sometimes just copy a Dungeons and Dragons manual. It's the funniest <laughs> goddamn thing. Nice. Like, ah, uh, yes, this is the forbidden text of sorceress powers. And then if you freeze the frame on it, and it has 3d6 hit dice, traditional <laughs> alignment, chaotic neutral, prefers to inhabit bogs. That's great. Ah, uh, yes. Same. Arcane wisdom. Yes. Well, but look, okay. I, I don't think that this throws out the theory of Doug not being able to read because Doug would be able to recognize shapes, right? Like, even if he couldn't read. Uh, I'm not sure I'm with you on that one. <laughs> Doug's pretty bad with most concepts. No, because Doug can draw. We know that Doug can draw. So Doug is able to recognize. Like, often when you, people talk about, like, how they learn to draw, they say that you break down a subject into just shapes and then you draw those shapes, right? So Doug, Doug is able to, like, see shapes, recognize them, and, like, recognize similar shapes, right? So... I don't think this throws out the theory that Doug can draw at all. I think that he sees that the test is the same between people, but can't read it regardless. You know what I mean? Well, hmm. as someone that also cannot read, I stand behind Doug and his endeavors. In what way? That he's uh, that he's yes. smart? <laughs> oh, okay. Before I, I think you said yes before I even yes. said anything. Okay. Okay. I'm glad to know that he's got yes. a supporter in this crowd. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> yes, he's right. I, I couldn't. I can't believe I didn't see it beforehand. <laughs> also, apparently, BB is allowed to use the calculator. <laughs> Nobody else is. You have to bring your own, but you're allowed to use it. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> She's the only one that has one. And Wingo's just like, sure, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> well, Doug says aloud what he thinks the problem is. A train leaves Brotsburg traveling at 100 kilometers an hour. At the same time, a train leaves New Hampshire traveling at 200 kilometers an hour. If New Hampshire is 600 kilometers from Brotsburg, how long before the two trains collide? This is easy. It's three. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice one, bro. <laughs> You're so smart. <laughs> But this also means that New Hampshire and Bloatsburg are 300 kilometers apart, right? So, or 600 kilometers apart, Jesus. <laughs> uh, only on this 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 test, it might not be real. But why would they call out New Hampshire and Bloatsburg? Because those are the only two towns that they've ever called out. Okay. They have to keep it consistent. I guess, but they, couldn't they just say, like, two towns are this far apart? Like, I think it's important to say that they're 600 kilometers apart, because we've never been, we've been to Bloatsburg, but we've never been to New Hampshire, and we've seen it on a map. Well, the ha New Hampshire was in the county, like, parade, so they're probably closer than 600 kilometers. But what if the county is, like, the size of a country? <laughs> what if? <laughs> what if, bro? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> It could be. There's 600 it's kilometers all that apart. that occurring in the math dimension, which is an alternate dimension that hates us and everything we know. Yeah. I'm, keep, I'm keeping this in concrete lore. I'm not I'm saying not. that this is just for the bit. It's on a test. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't count. 
Therefore, Nothing it's on accurate. A test is real. Why All would right. Wingo put false information on a test? What train is going 200 kilometers an hour <laughs> in America? Yeah, in America is a very important caveat. Right. Here. Yeah. But we can see that this one has Roger's face on it, so maybe uh, it's 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 very fast. So he imagines them running at each other and about to collide, and Doug screams. And then the test is over. <laughs> right, and then the test is over. He was probably screaming during the test, because we uh-huh. know that his fantasies happen in real time. Yes. And Doug is all pissed off at the, after this. We cut to the title card and come back, and he's hanging out with Skeeter and Porkchop as they play catch. And he's like, oh, I flunked a math test all because of a stupid train. We've all been there, folks. Don't badmouth trains, you dog. (laughs) Maybe he is in Virginia. He's never seen one. They're the perfect instruments of transportation. (laughs) They are, in fact, our glorious masters. And in the coming days, we will learn that they deserve our respect and indeed our terror. Well, the trains give Doug pause because Skeeter explains the math problem to him. And Doug just gets surrounded by numbers and letters in front of his face and freaks the fuck out. Doug has ADHD, I guess. I guess. Can't even listen to the, can't even listen to the numbers being said. <laughs> the train's combined velocity is 200 plus 100 equals 300, right? So, 600 kilometers divided by, divided by the combined velocity is 600 kilometers. 6 over 3, which is 2. Get it? Um, to what? 2 hours, man. The best part is the description Skeeter gives is really, really basic, but they have to layer it on top of itself two or three times and animate this in such a way that, nope, Doug just isn't getting it because they don't understand how you can explain something badly, which is embarrassing because seriously, I do that all the time. Fucking cowards. I think that the way that they try to explain it badly is that they make Skeeter use the term velocity, which I think was supposed to be intimidating. Which I guess kind of would be when you're 11, yeah, right? I, I don't know what term? that means. Oh, but you do know that the ta- they, towns are three hours apart. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right. That, that's right. Well, Skeeter says that the answer is two hours apart, but he does qualify that he's bad at math, so maybe you're right, Sam. <laughs> no, it, it's, uh, it's two. I just said that to make everybody mad. <laughs> Oh, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Are you just trying to agree with Skeeter because you're you're trying to Skeeter cover your tracks? Skeeter is canonically a genius, so yes. I suppose. That's why he knows what the word velocity means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only big brain geniuses use velocity. I think I think there's I think somebody posted a video to the Twitter account where like Skeeter rigs like Hegel. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. God. <laughs> yeah. It's that's uh that's that's coming up soon. <laughs> Well, Doug just, like, has numbers and letters, like, flashing in front of his face. And his eyes go, like, black and white. Like, they, they, it looks like he's almost hypnotized, right, in, like, cartoon fashion. And then Chop, Pork Chop, I, I, I always write Chop in my notes. I don't want to write Pork Chop, so sometimes I'm going to get in trouble and say Chop. <laughs> um, but Pork Chop then goes along for a catch, and he collides with a new character, the postman, Mr. Williker. Gee, Williker. Indeed. I love this job. Sorry about that, Mr. Williker. I imagine Mr. Williker took this job because he saw a uh, porno once featuring a mailman. You think so? That's that's the job, baby. (laughs) 
This is the process by which every job in America was arrived at during the 90s. Why I tried yes. to be a pizza delivery guy. It didn't work. It didn't work? Did you yeah, get, did you get I rejected? Just, I just ate the pizzas. Was that, is that what happens in the porno, too? <laughs> Eventually, I assume. I don't know why pizza go away. Oh. Just don't film that part. Right, because that part uh, makes the audience too jealous. <laughs> right, and they also have to censor when the guy nuts on the pizza. Oh. <laughs> They have to censor when he eats the pizza because it's too good. Right. He's enjoying himself too much. It's too right. scandalous. Of course. Instead, he's got pound this chick. Oh. Mm. <laughs> well, the mailman begins to hand Porkchop a whole bunch of letters. Uh, he hands him Dogitude, Cheek and Jowl, Bone of the Month, and then he sniffs one of Porkchop's letters, which is pink and covered in paw prints, and goes, ooh, perfume. Ooh, this dog's gonna fuck. <laughs> good to see Porkchop and Lady are still on good terms. Or somebody else, who knows? Like, they, I mean, Porkchop is just getting letters from suitors as well as Bone of the Month, so who knows? New to your dog, Doug. <laughs> no. <laughs> Otherwise, all you'd get in the mail are bills if you're not getting sick letters getting on your dog. Also, I love that the dog is subscribed to multiple magazines. And that the magazines come in envelopes. <laughs> right? Tiny hands- so dogs can read them. Oh, maybe, because he needs tiny hands. Porkchop has tiny hands and he can't uh he can't flip an entire magazine, even though he can read books. I don't know, man. <laughs> I like a universe where uh, full magazines come in. in yeah, they can't even get the visual part for this gag correct. It's astonishingly lazy. Maybe they're not magazines. Maybe they're newsletters. Maybe he gets a letter maybe. from Cheek and Jowl. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe Cheek and Jowl are his pen pals. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe. Okay, maybe. Okay. So dogs, they send each other letters by with peeing on the grass. So maybe these are just envelopes covered in piss. We can only hope. <laughs> we can only. And they send them through the, <laughs> the postal The mailman service. sniffs those. He's like, mmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, mmm. This one's, this one's from the dog down the street. <laughs> it just starts licking it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> episode really oh, took a so turn. Oh, so good. Oh, no. Mm. God. Mr. Oh, Willeker is getting a lot of work here for him having two lines. <laughs> Mr. Willeker goes, I love this job. <laughs> also, I think his name is Mr. Wilkier, not Willeker. I've just been saying <laughs> Willeker. No, I have it written as Willeker in mine. So. I have it written as Wilkier. Who knows? It's, impo- uh, it's gonna be impossible to determine this. Yeah, he's. Yeah. Never- I didn't take down his name because I didn't care. He's never coming back in a future episode. They're setting this up no, for a long time. Or he nothing. might as well die as he walks off screen. All right, maybe he does. Now, previous. This is one of the first signs that the show is kind of. Uh, the show is showing its age, insofar as. It's reached the point where the writers aren't sure how to handle padding the runtime. They're adding extra characters. They're adding wacky subplots. They're doing all this stuff that is the traditional mark of, well, we ran out of good ideas, so now we're just going to throw 
all the mediocre ones in a trash bag and then throw that at the audience. Now the sister is going to call herself Mistress Ninja. <laughs> that think- was clearly an A-list thing, and sadly, that's all that remains of the full-on episode about Mistress Ninja that was cut for being insufferably <laughs> horny. Do you think they're doing a thing where, like, every... So, a lot of sh- kid shows in this era had, like, a mailman character, like Mr. Rogers did, Pee-wee's Playhouse did, right? Like, lots of characters had male people just, like, hanging out. And, I, I mean, Street uh, Sesame Street did, right? Like... I, maybe it's a good way to, as a narrative device, just say, sure, ah, here's the incitive action of the episode. Mr. Mailman has brought us a thing, and that thing will set up what the conflict of the episode is going to be. Mail time, mail time, mail time. <laughs> That's what it's called when you're hanging out with the fellas. Here's the mail, it never fails. Makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to scream, mail. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> That's from Blue's Clues. <laughs> Mike's God. had a psychotic break. I'm afraid <laughs> in light of this, we're going to have to cancel this episode and move on to episode 13 of the Big Bong Theory. No, I'm back. You're welcome, dear reader. Oh, well... So the humans only get bills, and also a Bluffington school notice. And on the letter, it shows that the state and zip code for Doug are just a bunch of X's. So I think this is important, right? Yeah, this is the forbidden exclusion zone. This is where you send those things that must be forgotten. The United States of America, yes. Yes, of course. And well, but also the stamp is a is a picture of like one of Bob White's uh, ancestors in like a powder wig. So maybe this is like a fucked up only like uh, only people who know where it is live here kind of thing. Like one of those secret villages. We've talked about this, right? About how it's yeah. like a uh, uh, a secret frontier with like an internal media service and stuff. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Uh, well. Doug, like, imagines that his parents are getting increasingly upset because he's probably in trouble for flunking the math test uh, after he gets this letter. Dear parents, we regret to inform you your son is dead. He died 10 years ago. You have to let it go. Let go. Stop writing me. Let go. <laughs> Love, Mr. Bone. Yes. Well, he imagines that his parents, over time, they just, like, they, they get worse and worse reactions. Like, it shows little shots of them. Son, you flunked a math test? You're being suspended? You're being sent back three grades? You're being expelled? They're tearing up your permanent record? You flunked a math test? You're under arrest? Doug, you're under arrest for any of the many reasons you deserve to be arrested? Well, to be fair, he's about to commit a federal crime by opening up someone else's mail. (laughs) True. (laughs) And destroying it. Mm -hmm. (gasps) Doug just fucking screams in the yard while math spins around his head. And he's like in front of Skeeter and the postman. The postman's Mm -hmm. just like walking away. The postman sees Doug screaming in agony on looking at this like, yeah, whatever, kid, moving on. (laughs) Oh, once again, he's screaming at me. (laughs) Time to go deliver Mr. Dink's latest package of very expensive sex gizmos. I love this job. (laughs) Time to deliver some Bitcoin to Mr. Dink. (laughs) (laughs) Some some physical Bitcoin. That's how Bitcoin works, right? I'm not looking at it. 
During the 90s, yes. Yes. During the 90s, Bitcoins were actually mined from the Screaming Earth. Yes, and they looked like stamps. Uh, well, uh, they hold it up to the light. They determine that that's the way they're going to read it. They hold it up and stare at the sun. Uh, and all they can see is the phrase, Dear parents, we regret to inform you. Uh, I can't read the rest. Man, uh, I have to know what's in this thing. I have to, I have to. Doug, it's okay, man. I have an idea. And they decide they're going to take it to the Sleech's computer hacking business. Also, we regret to inform you is just the weirdest way to put that. Like, that's the start of a, we're sorry your son is dead letter. Well, it might say that. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, we never get to see what's actually in the letter. because Well, we get to see what's in the letter, but, well. Yeah, the letter's weird. <laughs> the letter's extremely weird. <laughs> Well, they decide that the best way to see what is in a physical letter is to get Alan Moo to hack into the school computer system. <laughs> they say it is perfectly legal. <laughs> They're right. Data yeah. is supposed to be free, man. Yeah. I mean, we do know that the Sleeches are like proto-libertarians who also get into Bitcoin. So they're just like, this yeah. is fine. Yeah. This is absolutely in character. Yes. And it shows... That in the school, they detect them because there is the a lab. has an entire underground computer base, like something out of fucking a James Bond movie. This is a CIA op. You can't yeah, absolutely. Do you think this is real? Like, because they, so to, to paint the picture real quick, Alan Moo get caught, like their, their hacking gets caught and it flashes to like a scene of like scientists running around supercomputers saying that... <laughs> have penetrated the school computer. Repeat, hackers have penetrated the school computer. Like, is this real? I think what happened is the CIA's IP address is like one digit off from the Buffington School's IP address, <laughs> and they just did a typo. Yeah, they just accidentally hacked into the CIA and determined exactly how we were going to try to help, I don't know, Boris Yeltsin hide the fact that he was an alcoholic? I don't fucking know. But the alarm that's going off specifically says hackers have penetrated the school computer. It's the CIA school. Oh, it's the CIA <laughs> Which is a thing that exists? <laughs> Which is real. But here's also the thing. Here's supporting arguments that I think that this is maybe the school, is that one of the scientists running around has the same like weird long hairstyle that one of the kids has in the school. So it might be like their parent, right? So it's someone who lives in Bluffington. Oh yeah, no, we're CIA. missing the most ob- we're missing the most obvious possible interpretation. This is what the inside of Mr. Computer looks like. Oh, so you're Mr. saying Mr. Shalaki, his gigantic face booming is going to notice that is going to say, "Does somebody have a little tummy ache in there?" As oh. the tiny people are just like, "Oh god, I fucking hate that guy." It's the borrowers then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the borrowers, except for they're actually in charge of moving around the pictures on Mr. Computer. So you're saying that Mr. Computer is the school computer? Yes. Mr. Okay. Computer is the school computer, and there is an entire civilization of tiny people who live inside him tasked with coming up with things to suit Mr. Shalaki's needs. Also, they're capable of re- fighting off the Sleech's attempt to hack them. The only reasonable explanation. <laughs> and so that's why one of the people working there looks like one of the students at the elementary is because it is filled. The people within it take their, like, the, 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 the little gremlins that live inside Mr. Computer take their identity from students who have seen Mr. Slacky, right? Yes. 
Somewhere in there, there are a couple of copies of Doug, like three quarters of the inside of Mr. Computer is Skunky Beaumont by volume. Right, of course, it's people who have been to the office, and so there is a Doug within that computer, but his name is Yancey, right? Yes! Because, because Mr. Shalaki likes Yancey over Doug. Uh-huh. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. And Yancey's the good kid. Yes. And in any case, the Sleeches, on realizing that they've tapped into some shit that they do not know the beginning of, emergency turn off their computer and just like, sorry. Yeah, Sam, does that work? If you get caught hacking the CIA and you turn off your computer, which the off button is located where left control is on their computer, does that work? Absolutely. Oh. They'll never find you. Right. That's just, that's called black hat hacking. Oh, makes sense. Also, I do want to point out this is another piece of evidence for the aging show theory, because this is some straight up late series Family Matters shit. In what way? Like, Family Matters started off as a sitcom about the trials and travails of a middle to lower middle class family in... Uh, somewhere in the Detroit suburbs. And towards the end, it all just became escalating. Ah, Urkel's come with another wacky invention. Yeah, Alan Moose Leach do build a submarine in the Disney dog. I know that <laughs> happens. Yeah, just come to the point that, fuck it, we're just going to go full wacky. There's going to be no continuity, no nothing. Just, we're going to have a dumb idea per episode, and if you try to remember anything that happened in a previous one, it's only going to cause you pain. Did I sure. do that? Did I do that? <laughs> you did, they say to the sleeches in court. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Urkel is the chief prosecutor. It's a terrible crossover episode. Nobody likes it. Well, the Sleeches giggle and sprint away from the computer, leaving Doug and Skeeter in their room, probably because when the CIA comes to find out who hacked them, it's gonna be they're just gonna arrest Doug and Skeeter. <laughs> Justified. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Well, Doug finally thinks to himself, he's like, Well, if computer hacking doesn't let me get into a letter, it's time to open it. <laughs> You'd think this would be a short thing where he just opens the letter, but no. It goes on for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Doug becomes just like, I don't know, he loses all physical dexterity here. Yeah, he, he, tries to, he tries several ways to open the letter, and on his table are several items, including an X-Acto knife, whiteout, and curiously, a pot of ink. <laughs> why, <laughs> why is there a pot of ink here? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Well, it's so he can spill it on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) And he starts it. He starts it. The first thing he thinks to do, he's like, all right, I got to open this letter super subtly. And he holds the letter like long ways in front of him, like looking at the text on the front of the envelope. And he holds scissors in the upper left corner. Right? Uh Like in a place where even if he was doing it right, it would be very visible to see, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And then he just fucking rips the corner off. Saying, oops. Oops. (laughs) And then he's like, all right, oh shit, now I gotta tape this back on. So he tapes the corner back on. And then for whatever reason, while also staring at the front of the letter, he picks up the exacto knife. <laughs> and then just fucking stabs his hand and bleeds all over the letter. To be fair to Doug, this is exactly what happens when I try to paint Warhammer miniatures. <laughs> <laughs> Down to spilling yeah. ink on the floor. <laughs> Do you try and cut their heads off and then put ink on them? 
You also have to make extra sure that after you realize you've screwed up, you carve yourself with the exacto knife to offer a blood sacrifice to the gods of, I don't know, letter opening. Right. Well, I mean, I imagine that Sam is bleeding on his uh, minis in order to make them come to life, right? Mm-hmm. Instead, of, to- I, I have some saving money on red paint. Right, and also yeah. uh, souls, because you need to offer your mini souls that they can come to life and be like Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, and do uh, do my chores for me while I, while I sit in a hammock and drink a tropical beverage. <laughs> Why else would you buy minis? <laughs> yeah, that's generally the reason you do it. <laughs> I know we have enough trouble, each of us individually, cleaning our own places. Oh, yeah. We need, oh, yeah. We, we need minis to do that. I need a small soldier cleaning? situation. <laughs> yeah. Or toy and soldiers. Then, whatever yes. the fuck that movie is called. Tiny small Legion. soldiers. Yeah. Toy Story and small soldiers. Yes. I play, I thought small soldiers was cool because they're I saw guys. it in theaters. Same. I got the computer game. <laughs> <laughs> I did neither of those things. Oh, man. Well, so okay, so he tries to cut it with an exacto knife, just fucking cuts his hand off and bleeds on it, and then he's like, "Oh, we gotta get some white out," and then he dumps it everywhere. Right, he picks it up and then just it falls over. Which leads <laughs> me that he just poured it out. Leads me to believe he just poured it out because that's the yes. only thing that makes sense. And he just lets it go over the edge of his desk. He's yeah. like, "Oops, oops, oops!" And he's like, "Oops, oops!" And his hands go wild. He knocks the ink on the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah. is a bad Three Stooges routine, except for there's only one stooge. Well, that's the thing. In a Three Stooges scene, there's usually like something inciting all this. There's nothing here, but he's just like freaking out. <laughs> Yeah, he's just, like, losing all physical dexterity, and, like, I don't know how this happened. Doug is usually at least remotely dexterous. Like, he's an artist, for God's sake, right? Right, he knows how to draw. I don't know. I mean, he's. it shows that he's nervous, right? But at the same time, you're not going to fucking wave your hands around and spill just ink. Pick up the liquid white, just spill it, then just suddenly <laughs> knocks the fucking pot of ink over onto the carpet, because... Fuck you. Why he does is that the ink now. here to begin with? Because <laughs> he's got to have <laughs> it there to. What are using it for? Look, the reason he needs it there, look, it's just a classic, like, uh, uh, give a mouse a cookie or, like, you know, you swallow the spider to eat the fly or whatever. He knew that he was going to cut, he knew he was going to cut the thing and he knew he was going to cut his hand, which he needed the liquid white for. And then he needed the ink to write again that it was for his parents over where he fucked the white out up, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe he thought that the ink would counter the white out. Out and he, I literally, he, yes, I think that's it. <laughs> yes, there we go. That makes perfect sense. If you mix black paint and white paint together, you get nothing. It's like <laughs> antimatter and matter. <laughs> That's right. You should, for in your model painting journey, Sam, know that. <laughs> yeah, if I make any mistakes, I'll just paint it black and then paint it white. Yeah, you got it. Then <laughs> it goes away. Yeah. It's like an eraser. <laughs> Oh man, that also works for computer hacking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's like, oh shit, oh god, oh shit, now it's all ruined. Well, why don't we just open it with steam? Now, people who are smarter than me, would that work? Can you open letters with steam? I, it's a thing. Like the pre-made like uh, glue that goes on an Insta Seal envelope Uh is pretty mediocre yeah so if you just apply hot water to it like it'll loosen the bonds and just it'll pop open no problem okay or alternately if you're not a fucking bus if you just slide the non-sharp end of a knife under the thing 
it will just pop open. And then you just lick the thing and you close it open. Or you just open it normally. Who cares? (laughs) Just open it normally. Who gives a shit? Hey, mom and dad, I opened the mail for you (laughs) to save you the trouble. It said parents of Doug Funny, but I just read the part that said Doug Funny. Oh, yeah. It's like this is all really fucking easy to do. Yeah, if this episode isn't over yet, this episode goes on for another (laughs) like six minutes. Yeah, we're like halfway through it. Well, (laughs) so, so he steams it over this kettle and the seal just super opens no problem. And then Doug starts to read the letter slowly, and then the ink starts to run while he after he's already read the part that he's seen before. And when the ink runs, you're done. That's it. You're not fixing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah true. Also, true. After the we in. regret to inform you part, it reads, Your son has precise goodbye, one bakun adwengel. Live to choice by respond. Yours truly, Roblocellarl. I got something else out of that. I got so, so I, I took a little bit of inference from like what it said in part of it. I like I like made words out of things that didn't seem to be words in order to try and make it because I was like, oh, maybe it's like a okay, little melted What's Dwangle? I need so, to know what Dwangle is. Yeah, I've got we got we regret to inform you that your son has a crisis on by bacon, a dueling live to choice by respond. Yours truly, Topathil. And so I, I I think that they're challenging Doug to a duel in this, or that he has a choice to either duel or or die, right? Yeah, he, he yeah. has to duel with Bacon. <laughs> we do agree That's on the key epic. point that being this sentence. This did for some fucking reason say live to choice yes. by respond. That's which what is I'm just saying. Incredibly sinister, I, and and that comes immediately after dueling. And so in order to live, he has the choice to duel, right? So I think that's what this says, and that's why it goes to the parents, because Doug can't legally agree to this. Doug cannot legally agree to fight the death. Yeah, all right, let's roll with that. It's illegal for Doug to die. (laughs) Right, exactly. It is entirely legal for him to be killed, though. Of course, by bacon. (laughs) Epically. Totally. Well, uh, they're just like, hey, oh shit, we gotta dry the ink out, and that'll fix it, that'll make it come back. And so Porkchop throws it in a toaster that is shaped like a pig. Perfect. What what could go wrong here? Good job, dog. And then Patty calls Doug. And in the frame where we see Patty, she is holding a similar letter. And then Mom comes home to Doug's house. And Doug just screams Mom into the receiver and then hangs up on Patty. Mommy! So I think here he's saying it. Patty would think that he's saying it to her. He's like, uh-huh. hello? She's like, hey, Doug. And he's like, mommy. And then he hangs up the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Steffies, please, mommy. Oh, no. I'm being called by mommy when I'm not ready. Typey change, please. <laughs> oh, no. oh, God. Well, uh, mom has returned home from Deja Vu Recycling. And she says that she is, today she had a long day because she has successfully composted an entire set of lawn furniture. Uh, I guess it was Uh, wooden? (laughs) uh, It better be wooden, because otherwise, congratulations, Mrs. Funny, on delivering as many microplastics directly (laughs) into the ground as anyone could want. 
Do you think that, oh shit, maybe? Like in this era, they probably didn't know or at least publicly release how deadly like incinerators were to the public. So maybe she incinerated a bunch of plastic. I mean, you don't <laughs> compost by putting things in the incinerator. I, I mean, you compost like ash and shit, right? So maybe they yes, like, that's inc- the thing that comes out of the in- incinerator, not the thing you put in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So they they like fucking threw lawn furniture in there and then composted the ash while while also toxic poisoning the environment. Yeah, they threw lawn furniture in while Mrs. Funny was standing in the room, and then she saw God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that's why it was that's such why a hard one. So tired. Day. Yeah, exactly. God. I don't know. For some reason, I'm feeling a little, I don't know, lung cancery. Yeah, I need to go lay down. I'm a little lightheaded. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else taste credit cards? Yeah. Well, uh, poor chop. The, the, the room, it shows that while she's coming in, there is smoke billowing from the kitchen. And poor chop is just holding his head, staring at the toaster where the letter is on fire within it. Also, the to- part of the toaster that doesn't have the letter in it is the part that's on fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is bizarre. It's just ignition. All they needed was kindling to start the actual bomb that makes up the toaster. Yeah, no. You're lucky you put it in that side. If you put it on the other side, that letter would be gone. Right. I also, I also like that we see a shot of Patty here, and we can see Patty's address on her letter, and it says she lives on Thousand Island Street. <laughs> Dressing. Anyway, anyway, Don just fucking screams, "Don't go back there!" As smoke billows from the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> you would be able to smell that before you saw it. By the way. Also, if your kid is yelling, don't go back there while the the kitchen's on fire because this is like smoking weed in there. <laughs> if 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 I yelled don't go back there to my parents, my mom my parents would immediately go back right, there. Right, that would be the first thing they would do. Yeah, yeah. like, alright, we're doing that fucking immediately. What's yeah. going on here? Oh, you smoking man. weed, young man? Oh, you're too cool for me now. <laughs> Can I get a hit? Yeah. Uh, how'd you find my stash, son? <laughs> God. <laughs> Well, uh, he says it's a surprise, and then he immediately picks the phone up again when it reads, it rings, even though he just hung up on Patty. Why wouldn't he let his parents pick the phone up? That would delay them. Oh, yeah, yeah. or just let it fucking ring. <laughs> yeah. But the plot needs to set up a bit of d- dramatic irony here, so Doug picks it up. Maybe it's like Doug's responsibility to pick up the phone because his parents don't want to. That's how he earns his allowance. He sees his parents' secretary. Oh, maybe. Why doesn't Porkchop pick up the phone and go, hello? (laughs) In his little Porkchop voice again. Oh, well, he's like, Hello? Dad, can I talk to you? Douglas, what is going on? No! Not you, Patty. Doug, I just want to tell you one quick thing. This episode could be over. Come on. Come on. But again, he's calling Patty mom and then hanging the phone up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mommy, don't hang up. Aside from the weird mommy subtext, which, <laughs> hell yeah. 
I will give this some small amount of credit in that it is setting up some degree of dramatic irony. We know something that Doug doesn't. Clearly, what Patty has going on is somehow related to this overall subject, and if only he'd pay attention to another person for a quarter of a fucking second, he could avoid a lot of suffering. That, alright, as a drama beat goes, that's okay, and something you could have, I don't know, made an episode out of. They don't, though. Instead, Patty has to walk to his house. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Apparently, in the meantime, uh, Porkchop has put out the entire fire and somehow reassembled the envelope as well. Because he had the env- the entire fucking envelope in the in the toaster, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, gone. It's, Sorry. It's gone. But he's got <laughs> it. It was on fire. It. He puts it back. So he fucking fixes it somehow. He remakes it. He just writes a new letter. Right. Exactly. <laughs> But his mom is like, oh boy, you made tea. Because she sees the, uh, the, the, the pot of the kettle that has been boiling. And oh, you also laid all the mail out nicely. Womp womp. And I'm going to go lay down and remind your dad that it's his turn to cook tonight. And she just goes to lay down. Reading in bed. Reading in <laughs> bed. Yeah, her favorite thing. And so Doug imagines how Smash Adams would go get the notice. And he would do it by skydiving down and landing with a giant crash and then front flipping into his mom's room and then staring at her butt. (laughs) (laughs) That is true to James Bond's form. Because this is a very sex pervert. (laughs) Also doing 9 11 so he can be a sex pervert. Oh my god. Because he does. Fly a plane into the side of a building so he can do this. He does not actually do this. He just jumps out of a plane. He jumps out of a plane, rides a skateboard down through the sky, crashes into a building. There is the thump noise of him crashing into a building from above. Doug imagines Smash Adams 9-11ing the house next door to him so Smash Adams can then break into his mom's room. But there is a very distinct shot of, like, his mom laying down and sleeping on her stomach, and, like, his eyes are staring directly at her ass. It's very weird. Cool. (laughs) And he fires a dart gun to get the notice, and backflips out of the room and says, thanks, mom, and rocket boots away while she still sleeps. Yeah, he uses rocket boots right, like, right next to her, and she's just like, ah. I'm tired. Uh. (laughs) I had a long day. I had a long day burning plastic. (laughs) Right, I have irreparable brain damage. Let me take a nap. (laughs) Right. There's also a a, a picture in the room. Like, I I mean, their house is covered in, like, photography and stuff because of Doug's dad. But there's a picture in the room of a hand that is holding money. And in real life, that picture is of a hand holding flowers. So I think that there's something different between this world and that, uh, where in Smash Adam's world, money is the symbol of beauty. (laughs) They're dreaming of a perfect capitalist system where the nanny state doesn't exist. (laughs) Right, of course. (laughs) It's a libertarian world, which is why Doug wants to look at his mom's ass. Mm -hmm. That's right. (laughs) In God. the future. Well, uh, then we go back to the real world, and Doug is like trying to sneak into his mom's room, 
And then Judy shows up in a karate gi to tell him that he can't sneak into a room because Mistress Ninja is here to stop him. Huh. Just what do you think you're doing? Sneaking into mom and dad's room. Oh, well, I... Nice try, Asian Dudley. Unfortunately, you forgot about me, Mistress Ninja. Yep. There's also a full fucking shot of Judy's butt taking up the whole screen in this one, too. Uh-huh. This is the butt episode. And I gotta say, near the end, you see a shot of Phil's ass, and Phil's got a <laughs> dumper. Everybody does. Phil especially, though. This is the butt episode. <laughs> God. You'd think I'd like it more then, but sadly. I would think I would think this is your favorite episode, Sam. It's not. I hate this episode. Oh, oh my I God. think it's top five. Oh. Well, she tries to kick Doug in the fucking head and then instead knocks over a bowl of oranges. She's trying to beat up her little brother here. Yeah. I mean, whom amongst us? Yeah, she tries to full-on kick him in the head. <laughs> yeah, like, that part's a little <laughs> fucked up. Also, the way that she misses on that would probably result in her breaking her leg. Yeah. Well, Mistress Ninja is too tough for that. I guess. And Mom wakes up from this and is like, Hey, keep it down. I'm trying to take a nap. Honestly, Judith, can't you keep your theatrical urges under control? Fellas. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) I will note, this is the first time we've seen any of Doug's parents attempt to parent. That's true. There's a thing you're doing. You should stop doing. Or there's a thing you're doing. I'd like to encourage it. Previously, they've just kind of sat by and watched. Or, in the case of Phil, demanded that Doug do what he wants him to do. Right. I mean, I guess there was the time when Doug was commended, or Judy was commended for Doug volunteering, or Judy volunteering Doug to clean her stuff and, like, clean the basement or whatever. She was like, oh, good job, Judy. (laughs) But other than that, yeah, they've been just, like, pretty passive. Yeah, so we have an interaction of now that we aren't at the hotel all the time, I guess we have to try to raise you or some shit. I also like that we can, there's a shot of what they actually read in bed. There is a shot of what the, one of the books that is on their nightstand. Uh, And (laughs) apparently Theta is engaged in reading a book called House and Driveway. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> only magazine you need yeah the two most important parts <laughs> of any balanced breakfast yeah it's your house and driveway uh we also see there are three portraits on the wall we can clearly see one of doug and one of pork chop and i would hope the last one is of judy but who knows, who knows? yeah when they're in the hallway there's like a portrait of two there's like a bride and a groom and the groom or the bride looks like doug's mom but the groom looks like doug with long white hair well we've seen that portrait before i i, I, think I have i don't remember it okay Same. that that was in an episode a while ago. Uh, there is that that bride and groom portrait. I think that's their wedding portrait. That one we went on an extended riff that uh, also at the bottom of that portrait, there's the Nickelodeon logo. And we went on the extended riff about how they got married at Nickelodeon Studios. It doesn't look not remember like Phil. This? It doesn't look like Phil, though. It looks it like Doug. Well, maybe Doug altered it. <laughs> he fucking slapped his face on because he wants <laughs> to look at his mom's butt. 
Yeah, it doesn't look anything like Phil because it was like the dude has white hair in the picture. No, the dog's face. Maybe maybe Phil was going through a period of change. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's a picture of Theta's ex-husband. <laughs> she demands to have that in the in the hallway. Alpha move. <laughs> the, remembering the good days. god (laughs) well uh dad comes back because doug goes in he grabs the letter right he's like oh mom i'll just get your mug for you which is i don't know why she'd need that but he grabs the letter he's like oh i'm almost home free and then dad comes home and he's like hey mister what you got there (laughs) and then he's like, oh shit, I've been caught. And he imagines Smash Adams surrounded by goons on top of one of the trains and then eats the letter. Perfect. Could have done that to begin with, but whatever. Yeah. We're almost done. That means that like the goons are the representation of his parents, right? Mm-hmm. Sort of. Also, the representation of his own anxieties cornering him, because if at any point he'd had the balls to try to do anything slightly more bold, this problem would be solved. Sure. Well, mom comes in from an entirely different direction that doesn't make sense with the geography of their house. And Doug says it's time to hand over the letter. Mom? Dad? This is for you, from school. Well, it looks pretty banged up. Thanks a lot, Postal Service. (laughs) (laughs) So Phil's not a fan of the Postal Service. Doug says that he's tried to open it. He admits that he tried to open it because he was afraid that they would be mad at him. I would be mad at him for failing to open a letter. (laughs) (laughs) For being so incompetent at it? Yes, it's not hard. (laughs) Doug, you had scissors. You could have just opened the damn letter that. We wouldn't have ever known, Doug. He's like, I know, look here, I tried to use scissors. <laughs> and you cut off the wrong fucking corner. You- Why is this letter crusty? <laughs> Why is this letter covered in blood? <laughs> Why does this letter have toast on it? <laughs> Why? But Doug, you are still bleeding. <laughs> Doug, you bled all over our room when you went to go get it. We right all over Miss, Mistress Ninja's gi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we paid a lot to get her into Mistress Ninja school. <laughs> I tried to open it without you guys knowing. Well, now, why would you do a thing like that? I was afraid of what it might say. I was afraid you'd be mad at me. We're your parents, son. You don't have to hide things from us. We love you. <laughs> While showing Phil's big, fat, juicy ass. <laughs> it's the butt episode. <laughs> well, Patty shows up and just slams on the door and screams that she wants to come in. Probably because frequently she's the, the line has just gone dead as Doug has screamed into it. And oh yeah, Judy fucking kicked the phone off the wall earlier. Yeah, mm-hmm. Judy kicks, flying side kicks the phone off the wall, gets her leg caught up in the phone cable, and as a result ends up sprawled on the ground, probably in severe pain. Yeah, but Mistress Ninja is too tough to show it because she's fine. Apologize to Mistress Ninja. (laughs) How dare you bleed on her while she breaks your face in. How dare you. You are not worthy of Mistress Ninja's pair torment. 
<laughs> now kiss your sister, Douglas. Hi. <laughs> Mistress Ninja, go put on your Viking outfit. <laughs> oh, no. It's not that writer, guys. It's not that writer. It's a different one. Dang. I uh, know. Uh, well, uh, Phil opens the letter, right? Because he, he go, Doug goes to let uh, Patty in, and he lets her in. And then Phil opens the letter and finds that it's just, like, completely ripped up and destroyed inside. Doug, are you having trouble in school? And he fucking scowls at Doug immediately after he tells him you don't have to hide stuff from us. <laughs> he's, he's Perfect just like, parenting. You don't have to hide stuff from us. We aren't interested enough to find it out. You don't have to hide stuff from us. That was a trap. Trap sprung, idiot. You're grounded for life. <laughs> are now you kiss going? your sister. <laughs> kiss Mistress Ninja. You're Mistress Ninja's servant now. <laughs> oh, no. Not again. Yeah, you're <laughs> the one who opened that door and walked into it of your own free will. I said servant. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> will he be receiving pay for his time as a servant? Yes. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so Patty is here to say that she's she has been given instruction. That's what I've been trying to tell you, Doug. Huh? Mrs. Wingo says I should tutor you in math for a while. That's it. That's the resolution. <laughs> That's it. And mom claps her hands and says that it's nice. Oh, good. We don't have to do anything. Super. Oh, good. My son's a moron. <laughs> I like that they don't ask, why do you need tutoring? What happened? What was in our letter? <laughs> Did you, on a math test, write the answers were train and patty mayonnaise? <laughs> oh, oh, maybe that's why Wingo decided that Patty has to be the tutor, because it's all Doug's fucking thinking about. Because <laughs> he drew the picture of Patty on the math test. Imagine you're a teacher and... You get that as a as you've sent out a test and one of the answers that the student has done is a self-portrait of a different person in the class. <laughs> <laughs> that would send you directly to Mr. Shalaki. <laughs> I mean, I take a look at that and I clearly understand that this child must be tutored by a train. <laughs> <laughs> you know what would be even worse is if the picture was of the back of her head because he was sitting behind oh. her. <laughs> oh no. At least it wasn't a drawing of Hot Wingo. Oh, yeah, or of uh, well, Ms. Newberry. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you getting a picture of yourself with just, like, gigantic tits. <laughs> no. My dreams. And then you're like, then you're like A+. a plus. <laughs> Congratulations, you've solved math. I'm sending you to the, you get sent to the Moody School after this. It's <laughs> directly to the Moody School, by which I mean jail. The school for the gifted. <laughs> oh, no. Remember that drowning room, Doug? <laughs> yes. Well, uh, she asks, Mom asks Patty if she wants to stay for dinner, and Patty just fucking walks by Doug without looking at him, and is like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I had to walk two miles to get here. <laughs> yes. Oh, and, and so Doug, I think, here says the moral. I don't know why I was so scared of that stupid letter. 
It's amazing how much pain I went through to avoid something painful that turned out to be pretty great. Because it's impossible for anything bad to ever happen to him. If he it was possible for something bad to happen, going to effort to try to avoid it might occasionally be justified. But it's 1994 now, and nothing bad will ever happen again for the rest of history. That's right. Just fail upwards, baby. If you if you fail your math test, then you get tutored by the girl you have a crush on. Yeah. Yeah, she exists for your gratification, and always has. I wonder if anybody, any kid after watching this uh, intentionally failed the math test and drew the picture of who they had a crush on in order to try and get tutored. Please stop <laughs> attempting to dox me, Mike. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Well, uh... <laughs> They cut then to the scene of Patty tutoring Doug. She says exactly what Skeeter said at the start of this. Right. She just tells Doug she, she's walking through the exact same problem that was on the test that Skeeter already told Doug the answer to. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's yes. why Doug is able to just sit there and doodle because he, he's already heard the answer. and He's like, oh, this makes sense now. <laughs> Gosh, you're so smart. And capping off just how little attention Doug is paying, while he could be doing notes or something like that, he is, of course, still doodling a fucking train. Because Doug heard the word train and his brain just immediately went, train. I'm just surprised because so Patty asks what his drawing is and then he rips rips off the paper and throws it away being like oh nothing and I figured it was gonna be a picture of Patty (laughs) it's Garfield with an erection (laughs) in Patty's face right (laughs) I mean even Doug is capable of acknowledging that trains are beautiful sacred creatures and must be venerated at all times I suppose that's true Uh, But yeah, it's like the only reason he's able to do that is because he already knows the answer to this exact question, right? So he can pretend to pay attention and instead just draw a train, right? Yes. This one's a four by two by two. Fascinating. Right? Ooh, baby. (laughs) This one. Ooh, is that a... Ooh, it's got the extra large guide wheels. Those are not a service rack in 1863. Oh, God. Keep going, please. You're getting us too excited, Jim. You're getting us and our listener base too excited. (sighs) Diesel and steam combined? Like, that's oh, not God, supposed yeah. to work. <laughs> oh, my Look, God. Whoa, 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 whoa. We can save this content for the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Drive into my dumper. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Doug imagines the uh, them riding on the back of the, the train that has Roger's face. Hell, two- yeah. Hell, yeah. More trains. He imagines them riding on the back of the Roger train face, the 200 kilometer per hour train, uh, and they're riding. I guess that means that they're riding in Roger's ass because it's out the back, and they're just staring dead-eyed out the back and waving at the camera. (laughs) The perfect way to travel. Which I guess also means that they're going to crash in two hours, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it's the train. No, trains are immune to harm. The trains will merely pass through one another in a beautiful mating dance. Oh, right. One's going to jump over the other like in a in a rainbow arc while thun- while like lightning and thunder strike and they go hell yeah. And in their each of their wake a train with some of the characteristics of the one they've just mated with is now following behind them. 
So then this question all along was a false question because the trains will never collide. Yeah, it's impossible for a train to collide or be hurt or in any way do anything bad. Please don't look up anything on any of many derailments. Fair. No, also, I tra- every train is faster than every car and airplane. These are facts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And they all have Roger's face on him. Yes. By the way, if you want a really great horror story, look up the story of Lac Megantique. It used to be a town. Sweet. Well, before we get into that, that brings us to the end of the episode. What do we think the moral is of this one? Trains. Um, math is hard. <laughs> I think it's that nothing matters. Yes, that's right. Doug, no one cares. Doug, no one cares except for about trains, which are perfect and beautiful. Okay. I'm confused still if Doug likes trains or hates them because they're associated with math. I think Doug doesn't really have an opinion one way or the other because he's an oblivious little shit who does not understand the finer things in life. They're also theoretical machines given that he lives in. Doug has never seen a train. (laughs) I suppose. So maybe he regards them like one might a mythical creature, like a griffin. Yes. <laughs> and that's why he did so much. He wants to draw them so much because he's like, wow, this is amazing. Maybe he has such a hard time with the math problem because he doesn't know what a train is and he oh, can't conceptualize Yeah, it. yeah. Like it's like, ah, yeah, one dragon is flying at 100 miles per yes. hour and it's trying to meet a... I it don't looks like know. Roger. <laughs> And and then there's a jackalope going 200 miles an hour in the other direction. What the hell does that mean? Right. And that's why he's so confused about them colliding because he doesn't know what a track is either. Okay. All right. Why don't they just turn around each other? Right. (laughs) Why didn't they think of that? And so he just draws a picture of Patty because of how how false the question is. Yes. I reject your premise. Well, there it is. All right. <laughs> In conclusion, if only Doug knew what a train was, he could be saved. If only. Well, as we close this out, we hope that he does in time. <laughs> All right. Well, let's call this here. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on another episode of The Funny Papers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Tune in next week for some more Big Bang Theory. Nope. <laughs> Choo-choo.